This is Ben Coder and welcome to episode 14 of Lowering the Tone, my debut episode of Lowering the Tone. So big thanks to Mark for letting me take over the reins for this one. Uh, you are a crazy man, Mark. <laughs> We've got um, uh, Jossie Telk coming up later on um, for the interview. He's a good friend of mine from Mexico. He's going to be talking about the progressive uh, psychedelic techno scene out in Mexico and what he's got coming up. Um, we have a bit of a talk about Donald Trump, Marmite, mud wrestling, and some more serious stuff as well. So, you know, it's, it's, not, all, it's not stupidity. Um, so the mix today is something a little bit deeper, going into some slightly more banging stuff towards the end. So, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll be dropping in and out throughout the mix and hope you enjoy. want a track list for this mix make sure you uh, go over to our website loweringthetone.london and um, hit the subscribe button and we'll be sending out a track list after this uh, mix has gone out so maybe a week or two after it's gone out um, and yeah you can find out all about kind of what we've got coming up um, profiles of the crew gigs all that kind of stuff so it's loweringthetone.london Wreckage. You're listening to Lowering the Tone with Ben Coda.
So I've been getting quite a bit of love uh, for this uh, episode, which is awesome. And um, I'm going to give a few shout outs basically over the course of this episode. So, um, you know, you guys have you know, given us questions, given us feedback and just generally, you know, given us a lot of love for this. So, um, yeah, first of all, I'd like to thank Ian Snedden, Andrew Cossin, Stuart Bruce and the Groove Hub. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. More names coming up later. This is Josie Touch, you're listening to Lowering the Tone.
give another big shout out to our friend Alan Cross from Census Sound Recordings who has just started selling t-shirts on his website and um, I've taken a look and they are looking pretty hot so um, take a look at censorsound.com and uh, check out what he's got on offer there so um, yeah yeah it looks pretty good Listening to Ben Coda on Lowering the Tone. So time for a bit of shameless self-promotion for me. I've got an album coming out at the end of August, uh, which is part of my Nanoplex project, which I do with Chris, uh, Ip Chris. So keep an eye on that. We've just had um, the last single from the album come out on Iboga Records called OFL, the Gravesend Warehouse remix. 
going back to our, well not our, Chris's Kentish roots in Gravesend. So yeah, check that out. It's out on Beatport right now. I've also just had a remix out for an Israeli artist called Danga on a Beat Boutique, which is run by um, Zombie from Weekend Heroes. So that's just come out as well on Beatport. So um, yeah, check those out. And um, you might hear one of those tunes on this mix if you're lucky. So stay tuned. This is Ben Coder on Lowering the Tone. information on this podcast go to loweringthetone.london
So I've got some exciting gig news coming up uh, for the next few weeks. So we are balls deep in festival season at the moment. I've had Noisley, Glastonbury and a few others over the past couple of months. Off to Germany this weekend for Wonderland. Me and Chris are taking over the techno stage there for five hours on the Saturday night. Should be interesting. Then off to Azora. We're doing Nanoplex Live at Azora. And then back to the UK for Boomtown. Um, so I'm playing at Lawless Halls of Justice on the Saturday. Tribe of Frog on the Sunday. And then me and Mark are taking over Mr. Wompy on the Sunday night for a bit of a session in an ice cream van. So yeah, hopefully catch up with some of you guys there.
bit more gig news as well. Uh, me and Mark have got a couple of gigs coming up in September. Uh, we are playing at 1001 down Brick Lane for a London crew called Banker Switches, which is going to be a Saturday kind of afternoon into evening session. It's going to be mid-September, so keep an eye on the website for more details about that. Uh, we are then heading up to Triber Frog in Bristol um, at the end of September, which is going to be killer. And we have been told that they're expanding the techno room, especially for us, with a new rig and loads more people. And it's going to be crazy. It's normally crazy up there anyway. So um, again, don't be shy. Come and say hi if you're there. And then um, we'll hopefully see you at that, one of those two gigs. Listening to Ben Coda on Lowering the Tone. Okay, so a little music update. Um, so yeah, I've been pretty busy in the studio. Uh, I am about halfway through my album now, which is um, further than I've ever got into a Ben Coder album before. So um, that's sounding pretty good, quite techy and pumping. And um, yeah, keep you updated on that one. Me and Mark have got a new original tune coming out too, which is um, coming out in the next couple of months. And it's going to be out with a remix pack. So I'll be running a remix competition around that too. So um, yeah, keep your eye on the website for more details about those.
Also, for those of you who are into my tracks from Lot 49, which are most of which are sadly no longer available, and we're going to be reissuing those on lowering the tone. So um, yeah, all my original tunes will be coming back out over the next few months, uh, available at Beatport and all of the um, all those kind of places. So keep keep your eyes peeled for those. Again, check out the website, um, check out our Facebook, and there'll be details of all those posted online. some more shout outs guys so um, Pigeon Inc uh, Eat Rave Konosuke Uchiha and Slur thanks a lot guys you rock For more information on this podcast, go to loweringthetone.london.
Okay, more shout outs incoming. So again, thanks guys for all the support and feedback. So Joshua Peterson, Jody Hellfire Shires, Russell Roy Cameron, Tony Ramirez, Johnny Hunter, Neil Ted Ratcliffe, Johnny Ghosty Lansoff and Matt McCurry. You guys are all wicked. So um, yeah, keep it up and thanks again. me, Ben Coder, and Lauren Latone.
don't forget, if you've got any questions about science, you can get in touch with our resident scientist, uh, Sarah Scientist, who also deals with bookings for me and Mark, meet Katie. Um, you can drop her an email at sarah at loweringthetone.london. Um, and hey, Sarah, if you listen to this, which I'm sure you will be, I hope you're all good.
So if you want to find out a bit more about me, you can have a look at soundcloud.com forward slash bancoda or facebook.com forward slash bancoda and you'll find all the information you need there. Yeah, don't be shy. Drop me a message or you can go on the Lowering the Tone group or Lowering the Tone website and um, you can get in touch with me and Mark Meet Katie there.
Okay, so we're taking things down now. That last track was by my very special guest, Jossie Telk, um, who I had the pleasure of interviewing um, a few days ago at um, my awesome fiance, yeah, she said yes, at her uh, birthday party over in Greenwich. And uh, yeah, we just caught up and we hung out and we chatted about all kinds of different things. So um, I really hope you enjoyed the mix. I really hope you enjoy the interview. And um, if you want to have a chat about it or you want to ask us any questions, then you can go on to the Lowering the Tone group on Facebook. Um, just go to Facebook, type in Lowering the Tone. And you can also find out information about um, what we've got coming up, um, new releases, gigs, all that kind of stuff on the website, which is loweringthetone.london. Exclusive. Okay, this is Ben Coder, and you're listening to Lowering the Tone. This is a very exciting day for me because it's my first Lowering the Tone interview. And uh, I'm very happy to have Jossie Telk uh, here with me, um, my Mexican brother from another mother. Hey, Jossie, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm very good, and I'm excited as well <laughs> to be part of it your It was definitely another mother, wasn't it? It wasn't another dad. I'm pretty sure it was the mom who yeah. screwed up this time, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, normally is. Yeah, it usually cool. is. <laughs> so anyway, so Jossie, like you're over here for uh, Noisley Festival last week. So we're just kind of, we've been recovering from that throughout this week. Um, how was that, man? Like, how'd you find it? It's still to this day, I have to say, uh, one of my favorite parties and the one that's boosted me to wherever... Yeah. whatever is happening so yeah i'm very fond of the party and i wasn't disappointed at all i had a blast yeah. completely yeah. it was wicked this year and like i was thinking earlier you know that was the because we met about a year ago it was a year ago last week wasn't it out noisily for the first time exactly and you, you played ago. before me on the friday night and um which was yeah. epic by the way yeah it was it was truly epic it was yeah. really fucking good um and yeah i just remember seeing you shimmying around on the saturday with like ciders in your hand and yeah, that was that was a good day. It was a good weekend. And I remember this, it was probably this weekend last year, we were hanging out and we wrote a tune for the new Nanoplex album. Yeah, which is coming out now. Next co- co- month, I think. Coincidentally. Yeah, coincidentally. There's a little plug there. Yeah, every, um, everything is happening a year after. Yeah, right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but for those that don't know, Jossie is, um, uh, well, one of my favourite producers in the world, actually. I'd say that. Thank you, man. Hand on heart. Um Writes it, writes his own unique brand of psych- what's it called? psychedelic techno kind of stuff, like progressive techno. Yeah, I mean, everywhere I go to, they have a different name for it. Yeah, they, they call it prog tech here. Prog tech. I like to call it techno with a twist. Yeah, or slow trance. Or slow trance. Si- yeah, side yeah. trance with people with arthritis. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just slower, but it is yeah. psychedelic. I mean, definitely. it's kind of it's kind of similar to what we're doing with Nanoplex, but like, or it's, it's kind of similar to what I'm doing as well, but. I guess it's the sound that's kind of catching on at the moment. I and, mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming bigger and bigger. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much how I know you. But I guess you might have had a slightly different... I mean, you, you've obviously got your background from Mexico and where you've come from and stuff. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Like, Well, I mean, my background uh, musically is pretty simple. I was brought up with rock Mm. The Beatles, Pink Floyd, all that stuff. Beatles? My, my, yeah. yeah? Br- big British band, <laughs> if you guys don't know. And, uh, Never heard of them, mate. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, my parents were very much into music, and they were very much into collecting all that stuff. Mm. And I started drumming when I was really young. Yeah. I'm going to make a really long story short, but I basically w- went to college for that. Did you go to Full Sail? 
No, I went to Berkeley College of Music. Oh, sorry. I got you. Yeah, I thought you did. <clears throat> How was yeah. that? It was a wonderful experience. Yeah. I, I think I was very young for it. And if yeah. I ever get the opportunity to do it again, mm-hmm. I would. Because I think I'd, I'd be a sponge right now for it. Right. Which yeah. I wasn't back then. I was just happy to leave home. Yeah. And uh, okay, Just on, on that point, though. Because like, mm. I never went to music college. I, I went to university and stuff. And like, I kind of taught myself. Do you think it gave you like quite a good grounding for what you're doing now to go and learn that there or do you think it's do you think it's necessary or um i think it, it it's necessary for any for every individual to live their own process and yeah. the people that i admire the most are not generally music schooled no at no. all but it did help me very much so yeah. i mean uh but by the time i got my hands on a computer i had a pretty good grasp of music yeah so i didn't have to learn how to understand it you know yeah, it, it yeah, was yeah. a language it's a language it's a protocol yeah so that that was understood and it made things easier definitely. yeah yeah must have done yeah totally i mean it took me years and years of asking around just trying to work out like how do you synth and stuff and all that kind of stuff I, I sat there i literally would just sit there and twiddle every single knob until i could work out what they did yeah but i suppose if you're going there and you get a good grounding in it because we were talking earlier today you know you you teach people as well don't you so i do yeah so it must be nice to actually have that kind of you know real good grounding in it and you can probably accelerate your learning a little bit i guess yes but uh, just curious note i started believing in everything that i learned in school right once i got back home and i saw the real people doing it you know i would always get the feeling that the teachers that were teaching me didn't really understand the music that i was trying to write okay so i would always uh, n- not consider their yeah. tips, and then it's like a guitarist trying to teach you how to use a synth sort of thing or something like that. Exactly, yeah. or right. a, or a synth guy that made some other kind of music, yeah. trying to teach you trance or techno and like a yeah. pop synth guy. Yeah, yeah. and and they have. They, I was young once again, and y- yeah. you'd see all these white-haired dudes uh, yeah. just trying to relate with you, and you yeah, wouldn't, right. you know. But yeah, yeah, as soon as soon as I got back home to Mexico and I saw the mm. my Mexican crew doing yeah. what my teachers told me, yeah then it was really easy to jump back into the boat, yeah. however you say that. So then, like, when you got back to Mexico, what were your main sort of influences back then? Was it sort of the the trance scene or, you know? What? Definitely. Yeah. I I come from the school of psychedelic trance. Yeah. I took it down a notch. Yeah. Uh, that happened to me in 2008 in, right. when I was in Boom and I got to go to the alternative stage. Okay. And that's where my eyes sort of open. So, so it was it was going to a big festival and seeing the techno, and that kind of opened your eyes up a little bit to the the slowed down kind of slightly more yeah slowed down trance stuff. Like. It actually opened my eyes to the scene as a yeah. whole. You know, there there was when I left Mexico for college, it was very thriving. Yeah, and when I got back home from college, yeah, the scene was crap. Right. and uh, I don't know you just a. An example is mm. you couldn't take your girlfriend to a party because she might get raped when Fuck. she went to take a uh, to the bathroom. You really? Know? So it was that screwed up. Even in Mexico City, I mean, it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the parties yeah. around Mexico City. So yeah. everyone, it, it wasn't a culture; it was more of a fashion. Yeah. And everyone that was into the scene when mm. I was there, mm. by the time I got back, they were they they had all abandoned it. You know. Well, okay. So it was until I went back to Boom and I saw that there was a culture yeah. w- worldwide. Yeah. And uh, and part of that culture was that alternative stage. Yeah, okay. Cool. And uh, and that's where I saw it, and that's where I decided to go back into full, awesome, full production. Yeah. 
So how is there, so what's happening in Mexico at the moment? Like you know, what's because I know you're involved with a couple of maybe one or two parties over there. Is that right? Like the well, I'm not involved in yeah. parties. I have absolutely nothing to do with them. But I am signed under the labels that make those parties, which uh, is okay, right? A picnic for undergroove music. Yeah, yeah. And they're associated with uh, Sounds of Earth uh, record label, which, which is Vasic. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know Vasic. So yeah, un- undergroove yeah. and yeah. Sounds of Earth make the yeah. um, picnic party. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, and then my best friends in the world are the owners of Ometeoto Festival, which is a very thriving and popular cool. festival worldwide now. Yeah. And so they're basically responsible for, for bringing it back, you know, in a yeah. very decent and uh, way. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So Undergroove, that's that's the the label that you're mostly involved with. Is that? I mean, that's right. Because I mean, I did a remix for you on Undergroove, on Undergroove, one of your tunes, Bird's Eye View, like which was last year after Noisily, um, and that's your your crew in Mexico, right? The, the kind it, of run that yeah. exactly. Yeah, they are my the home base for yeah. for Mexican. They're they're yeah. my Mexican label. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because I am working with some other labels now, but yeah. they're my my number one. You yeah. know, and always do you, will be. Do you play much in Mexico? I mean, is it? Uh, I, I do. I mean, yeah. fortunately for me this year, particularly mm. 2016, I've been abroad uh, for most of the year. Yeah. Uh, but these two months that I've been back, uh, basically May and June, yeah. I've, I've got to play around in some pretty cool parties in yeah. Tulum in the Caribbean and yeah. Tepoztlan, which is supposed to be a magic town Sweet. with a lot of UFO sightings and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And, and it's all undergroove and... Yeah. And Dometeoto as well. Okay, that's wicked, man. <coughs> wicked. Well, we've had like we've had absolutely loads of questions in for this interview, which is awesome. So what I thought we'd do is we'll, we'll just get stuck straight into them, and um, and we'll just go through them. And like you know, there's questions from a bunch of people who you know know both of us from all over the world. So I'm looking forward to yeah, stupid and quite serious as well as usual. Good. So, Let's dive into yeah, it. Yeah. So I mean, first of all, Martin, our friend Martin from our bogus, he does ask, "How are you doing? How are you doing?" Well, I'd have to answer with a question. <laughs> Martin, how are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I mean, the thing how with Martin... How do you Ma- think he's doing? He's probably doing all right. He's doing all right. I mean, I, he's I, at a rave somewhere at the moment. I know. I he's, on Facebook earlier. Like. He's, in, he's in Israel right Israel, now. Yeah. And he's such a rock star, and I love him for that. And mm. he's one of the other guys that out of the blue just yeah. came out, and he's coming strong, you know? Yeah, he's doing some wicked stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we hung out with him... Um, Last year we went over to um, to Denmark to, to go hang out with the Arboga crew and we played over there. And um, yeah, those guys are great. Wicked. Yeah, yeah really cool. And uh, to answer your question, Martin, I'm doing more than okay. I'm here <laughs> chilling with my friend Ben and I've been waiting for this to happen for a whole week. So, for the whole year, actually. So, I'm doing really, really good Martin Cito, <laughs> Lit- a.k.a. Little Pedro. Little Pedro. Indeed. Oh. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to like going through these questions. Uh, Tom Lurk, good friend of ours, asked, "What the hell did you do to deserve knowing us lot? No noisily lot." So I guess that's kind of how did you get yourself over here last year? I think it was Charles, wasn't it? One of the one of the organisers of Noisily, Charles. Charles um, Oddly. I think he heard your stuff online or some music, or and then and then. Yeah, it's actually over, yeah. it's actually a funny story. Yeah, it, it has to do a lot with Boom again. Okay, curiously, yeah. my best two friends in the world uh, went to Boom mm. and they heard a track of mine uh, being mixed by James Monroe <clears throat> so they basically started believing in me so what they did was they got a hold of 
all the flyers that they could and they did this database for me. And when they got back to Mexico, they gave it to me and I sent probably 200 emails yeah. and uh, mails, Facebook messages and yeah. everything. And Charles was the one that answered. Wicked. And that was the, how I got my first gig in yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah. And, and after what this... What gig to get in Europe, like the first one? I mean, I mean the, last year's was cracking. I mean, it was a really good night. Yeah, yeah not, like, not, not to say anything about this year, but last year. <laughs> it, it was cracking. It was and a cracker. Yeah, yeah, that's how it happened. It was Charles and it was uh, my friends being helpful to me. And, and that's that. So, yeah. So after Noisley, um, and we've had a question about this. So... Um, then what was the next big thing? It must have been, was it Rainbow after that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was Rainbow yeah, after yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we did have a question, which was, uh, why are you not a part of Rainbow Serpent 2017? And I guess the obvious answer is because you were a part of Rainbow Serpent 2016. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there's some rules that I don't like, and, <laughs> I, and I guess that's one of them, you know? If, if you play one year, then you have to wait. Uh, that's fair enough. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they've got a lot, of, a lot of people to look after, you know? And I was there in 2015, and we're going back. I'm going back with Chris to do Nanoplex in 2017, so it's yeah. awesome. But, I mean, me and Mark talked about Rainbow in the last interview we did. And um, I can't give Rainbow enough love. Give Thad a big shout out here if you're listening, Thad. That goes big up, dude. <laughs> yeah. That goes double ways. Yeah, for you, yeah. How was Rainbow for you, man? Because you got you got a killer set on the Monday. Oh man, I'll, I'll just say this: it's uh, such a high standard to uh, to to you know to a any party that happens yeah. after Rainbow. It's it's hard for the, that party, you know, because I think it's the best in in the world. Yeah. Yeah. By far, yeah. and uh, the, that vibe on the Monday is unreal, though, isn't it? It's like it's something else, you know. Yeah, I mean, when I started uh, talking to Thad, and just gonna make a really brief parenthesis, it was all, all you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you hooked me up. Well, you know, I knew you could do a good job, mate. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, Thad was telling me about Mad Monday, and yeah. he said something uh, like. The festival is a weekend long, but wait till Monday, and it's called Mad Monday for a reason, and everyone is saving their yeah. favorite costumes for that day, and yeah. They it's bonkers, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's, it's like something, I've, I mean, I, I'd heard about it, and I, I was lucky enough to get to play Monday when, when I went out there, and people was going, oh, it's Mad Monday, Mad Monday. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, I've been to lots of raves, but I have never seen anything like that. It was out no, of control. Yeah. It was like, okay, for the but in control at the same time, you know, it's like... For the people that don't know, Mad Monday basically means that they will close every stage in the festival, and they will only leave the market stage open, and they have a really killer lineup for it. And uh, it just goes bonkers. And it was beautiful because, yeah. once again, we were talking about that small niche of music yeah. that we belong to. They usually... They really push the progressive techno and the psychedelic techno on exactly, that day, don't they? I exactly. mean, that's, yeah, and it's I mean, amazing that they're doing that. I mean, like, it's yeah. usually you either have to go to a techno party or a trance party yeah. or so in between. And yeah. this time around, they gave us the privileged yeah. spot, you know? Yeah. And and yeah, we we didn't disappoint. Yeah, well, well, I'm sure so you didn't, good. mate. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good <laughs> stuff about it because you were playing with James and, and Tikon were on before you. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the whole night was a Zenon crew, which are local to Australians. So it was wicked, yeah, dirty wicked. hippie and hypnogog yeah. and all these people. And then by the time it was morning, it was Tikon, and then it was me, and then James, and then Hernan Cataño closed the party. Which oh, but that was awesome. It was. Yeah. Actually, I heard a lot of people saying yeah. that James should have been playing. That's yeah. it. Yeah. My, my, my favorite one in the world, by, by the way. Shout out to James. This is James Monroe. 
speaking big about up, big James, up James Monroe. Yeah, yeah what of legend. course. What a legend. And uh, yeah, so the best party by far, up up to date, other than noisily, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, so going through questions. Uh, so Daniel, uh, you, you remember Daniel from um, um, Australia, Daniel Granary? Daniel Granary, yeah. yeah. Punks and Junks, yeah. He was at Noisily this year. Great was, to see him over here. That's yeah. actually when I got to meet him. Yeah. This Noisily. Yeah. He said it was, um, what was it? Geezers, gurners, and big breakfasts. That's <laughs> description of the rave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and old people dancing. Yeah. Or mad pingers, I think it was, rather than gurners. But yeah, anyway. But anyway, he asked, what music were you into when you were young, first of all? Okay, so going back to that first question, yeah. I, I was into rock. Yeah. Me too, uh, man. Yeah. The Beatles. And when I was a teenager, I really got into the whole... Um, heavier metal sort of thing. What kind of stuff though? Because I was well into heavy metal when I was well, teenager. I, I was into Morbid Angel. Yeah, and, you into like uh, Fear Factory stuff like that. I was into Fear yeah, Factory. Yeah, I used to love it. Sepultura, like exactly. Yeah, yeah, Sepultura, yeah, yeah. and Wicked. there was a. Uh, you say it properly. Brujeria, <laughs> which yeah. is matando güeros and, yeah. and all that stuff. And then I grew up a little bit. I got into prog rock, like yeah. uh, Dream Theater, and then Wicked. after that, Yes, and all the sort of. Oh, I love Yes. Uriah yeah. Hip, Hip and uh, King Crimson. Yeah. And I went to see them a couple of times. Robert Fripp in Mexico. And, in yeah. Mexico, yeah. yeah There's yeah. this place called Teatro Metropolitan, a theater right. with beautiful acoustics, and yeah. he just rocked it. And so was that sound quite big in Mexico at the time? Like, quite a lot of people into it. Uh, well, I mean, there's Mexico has 20-something million people yeah, in of it. So yeah. count, counter cultures and uh, yeah. sub-things. Cater for everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone goes to Mexico and it's going to be full yeah. just because there's yeah. so many people. Wicked, man. So that, and then as soon as I went to college, I really got into jazz and funk cool. and all, all that uh, more, more sort of, uh, um, I don't know, uh, schooled music. Yeah. And that's it, man. After that, electronic, and that's it. Trance. Yeah, it's quite similar to me, really. I mean, like, I guess the only difference is you've still got your long hair, whereas I haven't got mine because mine all disappeared unfortunately mine hasn't um, disappeared just because it's yours is going though it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's actually traveling south yeah, to I my mean, hair is a theme of these interviews me and mark had a long conversation about hair and shampoos and stuff and we decided uh, yeah. that you actually have to be you pretty much have to be bald to make it so <laughs> i mean you are making it at the moment big time but i think you've got to shave it all off mate i will ev yeah. eventually I i'm just waiting for it to slowly progress down to my neck and back and arse the problem is though that you could get in the position where you have to have a comb over like a like a school teacher oh, that, like, that, that's why i don't do undo my ponytail it's just right. co covering everything it's just, just covering oh. a comb over <laughs> Shit, man. Maybe that could be like a new look, right? Well, the Mexican hipsters will be wearing the comb over. I, I think I think we should shave my hair after right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> right, okay. So going on, um, Daniel. Daniel had another couple of questions. So he right. said, um, "What's your favorite piece of studio kit?" Well, I, I don't want to take this conversation too geeky because you know, there's Let's not, not a lot of people who understand it. But um, yeah, I mean. What what do you like using in the studio? Let's let's go down this route for a little bit, and then we'll come back out of it. All right. So this is going to sound disappointing mm -hmm. to a lot of people, mm -hmm. but I'm really into software nowadays. Me too, man. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people are because it's so nice and easy to use, and it sounds if you if you know how to treat it, it sounds as good as hardware. Yes, so, yeah. and it, it sounds even better if if you acknowledge the fact that there's no noise going in and that every single I mean when you get a new iPhone or a new phone it's mm. very sad that they'll have new connections because they're yeah. just trying to get your money Yeah. but in the audio world 
from Firewire to Thunderbolt yeah. and all these things, it actually does work. Yeah. So we're in the era of software being better than hardware, actually, yeah. for, for all of you people yeah. that don't know that. It's true. If you have I a, think it has a different sound, though. Like, I, I mean, having used Analog Kit, um, it does sound a bit different. It sounds a bit... It, the, the, the warmth is there, you know. It's, it's more like, you know, the, I, think, I think it does have a, a quality to it that sometimes software doesn't have. But the crazy shit you can do with software, and if you know how to treat it properly, then it can sound better. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Indeed, yeah. indeed. I, I totally agree. But I, yeah. also, I'm, uh, I, I try to think this way, in, in which whatever you... The effect or the character that you expect from hardware, if you know how to tweak enough, you'll get it from software. You don't yeah, yeah, need totally. it anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't need it anymore. So, which what well, coming down to your favorite bit? Can all you right, know, can all you right, nail right. it down to like one thing? Okay, so reckon? nowadays, yeah. uh, my favorite piece of gear, hmm. and I'm actually going to include a bit of hardware. Yeah. Um, I love my Toft mixer. Right. Which. What's it? Sorry, I, I don't know what a Toft mixer is. Toft is a. It, it's there was a, a mixer, a board, a mixing board yeah. back in the day called yeah. the Trident mixer. Right. And this is a new brand yeah. that basically was they bought Trident. Okay. So I have the same uh, preamps and the same EQs, which yeah. are sweet. So it sounds and fat. So so when when you when you write stuff on your computer, you mix it down through the mixing desk to make it sound really nice. Like, yeah, not yeah. the not the whole track, but I'll. I'll, I'll take out certain take bits, el yeah, elements yeah. and I'll, I'll tweak them there and I'll yeah. EQ and it'll yeah. get that warmth and I'll bring them back into the computer. Okay, okay? Yeah. and then uh, software-wise, there's this new synth called Hive and there's a oh, new synth yeah. called Serum and there's uh, the sound toys and all these things. So yeah. They're just amazing and we're just going to stop now otherwise they're going to... Yeah, no, let's not go down to this route too far. Let's, let's get back to... Uh... No more geekiness. Let's go to the fun <laughs> let's go part. To, let's get some silliness and then we'll go back to a little bit of geekiness. All right. Yeah, let's go to a bit of geekiness. Um, Right. I dig it. Okay. So, I mean, Mark, you, we met Mark earlier. So, I mean, you've, you've worked with me and Mark um, on Seed of the Future. So, we asked you to do a remix for that. And, you know, the remix came out super, super well. I mean, it was amazing. Thank so, you, yeah, well. After was, a bit of feedback. After a bit of feedback. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome, dude. Always. Um, Mark has sent us a question, which is quite, uh, well, it's quite topical, I guess, given the elections that are going on in America at the moment, or will be going on in America. Ask away. Um, well, what do you think about Trump's idea about building a wall between um, Mexico and the USA? And also, Mark does want to know, would you contribute to the cost of building that wall? Uh, okay, oh, you're yeah. getting serious here. I can see this. Yeah, like, I, you had to make a statesman-like comment. I, 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 I just held on to the mic for those of you who aren't seeing. Okay, Are you a so Trump fan? I'm definitely not. No. I'm a fan of his hair, though. I, yeah, I wish, right. I, I wish I could <laughs> rock that as well as he does, as well as his orange skin. Yeah. I think it's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon, yeah. Uh, but no, man, I, I would definitely <laughs> never, ever, ever pitch in a single penny to that <laughs> You don't want to separate yourself off from the USA. Uh, um, actually, uh, this is a very particular situation with me, but mo all of my family lives in the States. My mother and and uh, my close relatives are mm. there, so it is a, a it's a factor of uh, it, it, I've been worried about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was able to go play to San Francisco mm. and L.A. a couple of months ago. Wicked. And the general feeling about Trump is that he's such a businessman that he... No, you're very polite now. I think he's a complete wanker. Is that no, 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 no. He is a, he is a wanker. And yeah, if, yeah, right. I mean, don't get me on that tangent. No, I no, could go no, it's off fine. We can it, go you know? down there. It's cool. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. 
he's such a businessman yeah. that he's a bluffer. And yeah, yeah. if he were to win the elections, which I really, really, really am play, praying for it not to happen, yeah. I don't think any any of this stuff that he says uh, yeah. would actually go down. You know? No, no one would let him do it, would they? I mean, like the thing is, there's so many vested interests that um, I think if he got in, there would be people... Yeah, he'd, they'd be puppet masters controlling it, wouldn't they? So, you know, they're, they're, none of that shit would go down. And right. I'm a proud Mexican, and I'm very proud to say that mm. in the United States of America, mm. we are no longer a minority. Mm. You know, we sort of yeah. run it. Yeah. So, uh, it's yeah. impossible. So, that's a that's big Trump fuck off. Yeah. That is a big Trump yeah. fuck off. <laughs> and it's a big uh, don't worry, because nothing's going to happen. Yeah, that's good. Statement. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, let's just take a little step away from politics and go back into like Mexican um, music and the, the scene. Please. So yeah, so we had, um, we were talking to Mark about this earlier on today, actually, when we hung out with him. And um, I've also had another, I and mean, we had a couple of questions, which is one of them is like, what are your thoughts on sort of like the Mexican dance music scene generally at the moment? And Mark um, also asked, because he's been to some pretty hardcore places and DJed. Um, I mean, he said he's been to, is it Juarez? Yeah. Yeah. And that's right on the border. And he's he's been there, what, he said it was like six times or something? And um, he said it was fine, but like, I mean, his question was, what do you think about playing in those places? And, and how is the kind of um, sort of general feeling about that over in Mexico? Well, Mexico's a place that can't be generalized. It's, mm. it's just so big. Yeah. So there's really safe safe places. Yeah. And there's really, really dangerous places. And yeah. all the hype that... Uh, you guys get from Mexico isn't really hype. It's true. It's true, yeah. Uh, but it's not like that everywhere. Yeah. So I'm more than happy to play around in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. But, but. there are <laughs> cer certain places where you feel that it's a dodgy situation yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I can get a Mark. So I just met him today. And he, he seems like a hardcore dude. <laughs> he's a lovely guy. He is a lovely, lovely guy, guy, but, but I, I know that no one would mess with him. Right? No, no, no. And he's also been really lucky, to be honest with you. Yeah. That nothing's yeah. happened to him. But, but he was telling us about someone who nearly got kidnapped, like a big name, naming no names, but who went over there. Um, I think it was in Mexico City, he was saying. And like, they, 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 got, they tried to kidnap him, like, mm -hmm. like properly tried to kidnap him, and he won't go back there now. And, and naming no names, yeah. I do know someone that got kicked <laughs> by the promoters. Guys. Whoa, because Chris was telling me, Chris, the other half of Nanoplex, was saying that he was over there for a party, again, naming no names, but he was going to go and play at another party, but he couldn't play at it because like, the promoter got shot or something, or... Like something went down and like there was some serious shit, but yeah. And Chris got it good because he was staying with me. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I don't think Chris would last long on his own in, in Mexico, would he? Oh no, no. He, he would he get kidnapped or would they tell him to fuck off? Mm, as soon as they listened to him, they, <laughs> he he would have been very politely asked. So, to just so this is um, car. For, yeah, this is Chris who I do Nanoplex with, who's a very good friend. Um, but um, and we're going to do an interview with Chris actually, so you'll be able to hear all about him very soon. Uh, very if loud. you listen really carefully now everybody um you can actually hear him now i think he's over in the states at the moment so yeah, he's having a great time his uh, voice travels though uh it doesn't just travel it it, it devastates <laughs> it's, like, ever since we're working with my hearing is gone but we've written some good music so you know there's a, there's a playoff and everything yeah, <laughs> um right so on to some more questions right on oh no no okay so um We've got a question from Mark Bedouin. 
good friend of good friend of mine, good friend of ours. Um, it's it's about Justin Bieber. Are you into Justin Bieber at all? Are you, are you a believer? Is is probably I, the first, probably where we start on this? I am a believer. Are you? Yeah, I don't like his music, but yeah. I think he's. He's sexy, done pretty. He's, he's, he's done just, pretty he's well just, for himself, isn't he? Just I mean, sexy. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I was, a I reckon balding, he's a bit of a wrongin. I'd, I'd I'd be combing my hair just, <laughs> just to look like him. Yeah, yeah. just just to be on Zoolander two. Zoolander two, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I still haven't seen Zoolander two yet. Have you I, seen it? I have. Zoolander's one of my favorite films. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it starts with Justin Bieber, guys. Oh. that's just a start. So I'm not spoiling it. Do they kill him? They do. Oh, spoiler alert. Well, we can. Well, that's a spoiler. That's going to be edited. That's quite. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that now. I don't know because I'm a believer too. I, I believe in what he's done. I believe. Yeah, fair play. I mean, if you can be that successful by the time he, what is he five, six, something like that? He's I, not very old, is he? Um, he's three and a half now. Three and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, Mark wanted to know what what is your favorite Justin Bieber album. <laughs> So the first one, because Mark said the first one is the best. So I, I, I I'm gonna have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> Limited knowledge of Justin Bieber, we're gonna go. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark, Mark Bedouin. Um, yeah, we agree with you that the the first one is the best, and we are believers too, like you, like you, buddy. So we, I mean, uh, we'll we'll have yeah another silly question. So I mean, this gets asked quite often on these interviews, which is, what is your favorite type of jam? And it's half trick question, and it's half serious question. Uh, come again? Jam, you know jam. Oh, like jam. You spread on toast in yeah, the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your, the, but but you, you. I mean, the thing is, you, you you could talk about any kind of jam. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna have to pass on. It doesn't have to be edible. Vegemite or marmite or all the stuff. Those aren't jams, though. I think no? they're, they're spreads. Oh, they're spreads. Do you like marmite? I don't. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. It's too. the worst shit in the world. I mean, I don't have, I literally don't understand how anyone. Okay, so I have a question for you now. Go on then. Yeah. If Marmite and Vegemite mm. are not jams, but you spread them. Yeah, they're spreads. And, and you'll spread jam as well. Yeah. Why is it not jam? Because it's jam. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, that's an amazing question and something no one's ever asked me before, but. Right. Um, I think jam is like a specific kind of. It's like a. I don't know. I, I, I'm actually. I'm not going to go into this because I will. I will again reveal my ignorance of, of the jam, and the jamming process. I, th I think the best questions come out of culture shock, and yeah. that's, that's one of them. I so I'm glad you hate marmite. I, I don't trust anyone that likes marmite or vegemite. Man. Yeah, I mean vegemite is like a kind of. It's it's like a toned down version of marmite. It's like yeah, you can't handle this shit, but you can have some vegemite if you want. Like you know, it's like lowering the tone on yeah marmite. It's not good though. Still not good at all. No. So my favorite jam is uh, if I should get uh, symbolic about it. Yeah, my favorite jam is the one that I do in the studio. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and for those of you who don't make electronic music, we actually do jam a we bunch. Do. See, this is the thing that people, a lot of people don't understand. I remember, I remember when I told someone um, that I was like an electronic music producer, and oh, you just sit there and you just program it, don't you? You program. Um, but we don't, do we? I mean, I actually sit there when I'm writing music and I jam. And like, you jam an idea out, you know, and, and I guess it comes from, I mean, I started off playing guitar and stuff, and like, we were jamming, and you jam an idea out. And yeah, sometimes you do get down to programming, and you program, it's like, you know, noughts and ones or whatever, like you program MIDI notes in. But... It is all a big jam. And then the ideas come out of the jam. My best friend in the studio is my controller. Yeah. And my worst enemy is my mouse, y usually. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll just 
right in my kick drum. The yeah. rest is yeah. jammed. Do you, do you use a mouse? Because I use a trackpad. I use a mouse. Yeah, I use a trackpad, which makes it a bit more like... I'm terrible with a trackpad. Every yeah. time I use a trackpad, I'll uh, screw with the volumes in logic. Oh, right. So I'll just use a mouse. Still, <laughs> my worst enemy. Even I shouldn't say that because it helps me a bunch. Yeah. But yeah, I'll jam. I'll so jam in the studio. Your, your favorite jam is the, the studio jam. Yes. Yeah. And then second, probably uh, Peach. Yeah, so if we're getting down to like condiments, what you spread? Peach jam. Peach jam. I don't jam. think I've had peach jam. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Peach jam. Awesome. You should come to Mexico to eat some. Yeah. Or I'll send some. No, yeah. come to Mexico. Yeah, no, I'll come to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. I'll come to Mexico. Much better. Um, Sarah also asked, um, so if we go back to the production stuff, um, again, we don't want to dwell on this too long, but you know, this is quite an interesting thing, interesting anyway. Like, um, so if you're doing a collaboration, do you do any pre-production preparation or, do, or you, with yourself? Like, you know, like but before you go in and write a tune, do you kind of think, I'm going to write something like that? Or do you just sit there and let the ideas flow? I do some, I, I do do some prepping. Yeah. When I'm going to do a collaboration, yeah. just because I'm so used to my own time. Yeah. When I'm writing alone. Mm. And I am very used to getting up and checking my mail and yeah. then coming back and yeah. all these things are it's just a ritual for me yeah of course and when, when yeah. i'm when i'm making music by myself it, it just happens like that and yeah. i'm not rushed at all do you I, feel sometimes though when you're writing on your own you get stuck in a in a loop of of your own like writing on your own and then never no? I, I have i have methods not not to go there yeah and if i'm stuck compositionally yeah i'll eq Okay. And if I'm stuck in EQ, I'll compose. Mm. So you think maybe if you run out of ideas and you go into the process of it and you start doing some stuff that is like EQing is kind of a process, you know, it's a science. Yeah. Whereas the jamming stuff is like kind of a bit more of like, um, you know, it's a bit more cerebral, you know, it's, it just kind of happens. Because I, I, I find sometimes I'm the same, like I can sit there and want to come up with an idea, but an idea won't come out. And then it's like banging your head against the wall. Because you get you get writer's block and get frustrated. So in those times, you're right. You can ease yourself through by doing some technical bits and pieces. Of and, course. Yeah. I mean, be before when it wasn't a proper job for me, mm. <clears throat> I would always expect to have the session every session, and not, that doesn't happen like that. It doesn't does happen. It? No. No. And, and nowadays that I have absolutely nothing to do except make music. Yeah. And it's my job, and I know that I have to sit down in the morning and make something happen. Yeah. There's no excuse. Yeah. You know? But also at the same time, I find that puts a bit more pressure on you too because then you, you have to do it. So I, I find sometimes the best ideas come when I'm chilled out. You know, there's not that pressure there. True, yeah. completely. Yeah. But uh, y you have to take it as it comes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's a job and you can't yeah. stand up and take a free day just because yeah. you weren't feeling it, you know? Without getting too cosmic. Um, well, this Actually, I'm going to get a little bit cosmic now. Get do, you cosmic. Think, do you think sometimes like... Because I find when I sit down and... I, I write an amazing track. Not an, well, well. You do. As amazing as amazing they tracks. as amazing as they are. Um, it Don't just, be humble. It just, no, but it, the 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 vibe of the track and the creativity just flows through you. You know, it's it kind of there. And like at the end of it, I look back and go, Phew, I don't even remember really what happened there. It all just comes through you. And I, I guess there's there's a process there of knowing what you're doing. So you know, you and I have been producing for years, so you can make things happen without even thinking about it. And because of that, you open up the space for the creativity to flow. Yeah. Um, but I think there's there's times, there's sometimes times when that creativity just, you just tap into it. And I, I don't know where that comes from. And that is quite a cosmic thing. But 
Maybe, maybe it is a cosmic thing. Maybe it's just something inside you that you're just in the right place, right time. I think it, that those magic sessions come out of number one inspiration. Yeah. Uh, those sessions usually happen to me after a beautiful studio session yeah, yeah, with yeah. someone. Yeah. Uh, just going to give a really brief example, but that blowing bass, mm. subby thing that you taught me. Oh, yeah, yeah, the sub bass. The yeah, sub yeah. bass. Yeah. This thing that goes all the time i didn't used to do that yeah and as soon as i got in the studio with you and you showed me that yeah. trick um my best selling track to date happened in a day yeah i was jet lagged yeah i wasn't supposed to be in the studio yeah but i was just so fresh out yeah. of your studio yeah and we weren't very fresh after that studio session. We weren't fresh <laughs> at all. And, 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 and you can imagine my unfreshness after hopping out of that well, plane I'm, glad I'm glad I inspired you in your unfreshness. Yeah. Still, I, I went back to the studio and I got that track, by the way, to drive digital structure. Oh, that's a sick tune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on the Perfect Strangers label. Yeah, exactly. yeah Wicked. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that just, I felt like I was channeling your knowledge a little bit through oh. through my european experience yeah, and through yeah. the studio session those sessions are magic you yeah. know and when that yeah. happens you just have to let it flow if it's not happening like that yeah you can't no you have to just walk away because otherwise it's like it's really frustrating isn't it yeah it is no but i was going to say exactly the opposite thing you right. can't walk away right i, I don't okay at least you know, I sometimes mess around and come up with ideas and stuff, but I know that it's not gonna. There's nothing magic's yeah. gonna come out, and so. But but it takes a while to learn that, though. I think a I lot mean, of people th sit there and think they can just do it every time, and yeah. I think I, I have two scenarios: mm. music making. Mm. One is the first one that we were talking about when you were very inspired. Yeah. And the other one is work related. Yeah. And there's no situation beats the other one. Mm. The to drive song i love it because it came out so nice and so fast yeah and then some other tracks that i've made remixes particularly now for yuli for example yeah yeah it's been so much work and yeah I, and and i'll turn in the song and i'll get feedback and yeah I'll change it over and you know it becomes a task and yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah and it's hard yeah, and you get pressured yeah, and everything and yeah. that pressure and that non-inspiredness yeah uh factor yeah comes into play and the work factor comes into play yeah. and you make it happen and yeah. it's all about that just making it happen and yeah. not throwing the towel yeah and that's how it is for me yeah i mean there is a science behind the bass which is just you've got to make people rattle i think yes <laughs> you've got uh, to make and, 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 and it doesn't happen all the time because you don't necessarily get a good rig but when you do get a good rig for it makes people rattle a little bit yes and it kind of it, it, it just goes back to when i was when i was younger too and I, i'd go to metal gigs and also i go to drum and bass gigs and um and uh the you know if people if, if it shakes you inside then you're feeling the music you know and there, there's a lot of music around now that gets you know the, the the low end frequencies get rolled off people don't think they're important but i really think they're very important no matter how fast the music gets i think you've got to have something there that just really hits you you know there's there's the melodies on top and the top end that hits you cerebrally but in your body there's got to be something you can feel you can really feel you know if if you have to go to the bathroom number 2 after my set, I'm a during, or during. Yeah, it's uh, better during because then yeah. I'm a happy man, <laughs> and that's all Ben. Right, right it's all about the air blowing into your yeah, tummy and yeah. causing effect. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go back into the questions. So we have one from uh, Joshua Peterson. 
which was, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to have a little say in this too as well. So it's basically who were your favourite three producers when you started out doing dance music? And who are they now? And it doesn't have to be three. It could be, you know, maybe a top one influence or whatever. And I'm going to have a crack at this one too. Cause... Okay. Uh, this is a really tough question because I have so... This is DJ slash producer, so it doesn't have to be producer. No, no, no. Um... I know. Uh, okay, but it's it's more of a... The, my first experiences are more than how much I actually did like the producers mm, right. as producers or DJs. But what made it for, what made it for me was... Uh, Actually, a British party that mm. had a Mexican edition. You were, you were in Mexico? Or? In Mexico, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Return to the Source. Oh, yeah, wicked. I used to go to Return to the Source in, in London, yeah. So what made it for me was Medicine Drum. Yep. Uh, which are actually American with Irina Mikhailova, which is, uh, I don't know if she's Russian or what, but okay. some sort of Eastern European. And what was it? Was it like kind of a Gowatrance type stuff? or like? It was... I'm pretty sure the very beginning of Prague. Right. Okay. Okay. Slightly uh, slowed down, a bit more progressive. Like, the, yeah, 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 and yeah. very organic. I mean, med- yeah. medicine drum. They, yeah. they, they would have well, all well, I mean, what, what, what year are we talking about here? We're talking about 99. Yeah, so Return to the Source, when I went, was, yeah, around that time. Uh, down in Brixton, yeah. Probably like, yeah, like that. Yeah. And uh, Mark Allen, mm. uh, which is a main Return to the Source guy, yep. of course. And then I, I went to college, and I saw him plenty of times in this party in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And every single time I was just completely blown away. He was the first DJ that I could see that was using loops and Yeah. Uh don't get me wrong, this is back in 99, okay, or so, something like that. And Was he playing off uh, vinyl or No, he was playing off CDJs. Oh, okay, well you remember the, the ones in the boxes that you just have to yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the, the first ones that came out with a loop function. Yeah, which yeah, I'm I remember. Pretty, yeah, pre- yeah. Pretty, pretty sure yeah. they were pioneers, but still. Pioneers I mean, or Denons? Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, e- either or. I yeah. think the, when I saw him, it was pioneers, but uh, I was very amused by by it and by the skill that he had as a yeah. DJ non turntablist. And uh, and then the medicine drum guys were like that. And after that, once I got really into the mm. music, it was Atmos and Sonkite and. Uh, Wicked. All, all these sort of Scandinavian yeah. uh, pr- progressive people yeah. that because you're saying you're hanging out with Atmos at Rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, <laughs> he, he's one of my other yeah. other godfathers now, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Wicked. And he calls me Nacho, by the way. Nacho or Taco. Taco. Either, either or. Yeah. Uh, so it's them, and and <laughs> and now nowadays, um, I'm just not. Sucking balls, by the way, you guys. But that's fine. Okay. Yes. You, me. Um, you you have to oh. be you have to be there Thanks. up there, of course. And um, I don't know, man. The the new Zenon guys are amazing. Yeah. I Grouch. think they're lacking a bit of low end. Other than that, hmm. it's just ridiculously amazing creative yeah. uh, production. So, like naming names, though, like which which guys? Uh, I mean, Grouch. Grouch is sick, man. Uh, right. Is just sick and sentient. Yeah. Is sentient, yeah, sentient, amazing, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy for me now because my legends are my mates now, you know. Yeah, I kind of feel like that. It's kind of like you know, you you, you get to hang out with these people who are your inspiration, and then they become your friends, and like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean, once again, I have to name James Monroe yeah. and uh, Gus Till, yeah. and Gabriel Mar, yeah. And uh, youth, yeah. And I was curiously, they're mostly British people or Australian. 
but uh, I love them and the whole Boga crew as well. Yeah, and they're doing some great stuff at the moment. I mean, the the good thing about Boga is it's got that crossover. You know, it's it's the crossover. It's the progressive, but it's the crossover between the techno and the prog, and you know, it's it's covering all the bases. Exactly. And, and, and we're we're very lucky to be on Boga with what we're doing, and you know, you're you're involved now as well. And yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 got to be it's got to be where it's at as far as that sound. Yes, know? yes. Yeah. And that's uh, pretty much what, what I'm very proud of, you know, what, whatever I'm, I feel magnetized towards mm. uh, is what's actually happening in my career, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Digital Structures back in the day with Sunkite and yeah. that's my main label But you've been now. remixing for Digital Structures. Like, Yuli's got you on board. So. No, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually one of the Amazing. five signed mm. artists on, under the label. Yep. And now I remember back in the day there was a CD called Crossover, which was Digital Structures and Oboga, and yeah. they were all collaborating with yeah, each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. just because they have the Malmo Copenhagen yeah, yeah. sort of thing going on. And uh, and now very curiously, I'm w- with both of them, you know. Yeah, those wicked. Are, those are my two abroad wicked. labels. So wicked. I'm very much working close to my yeah. heroes. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's. I suppose, from my point of view, I won't go back to the influences in the past because I've spoken about that a lot. But at the moment, a big one right now is Boris Boris Brecker. His stuff's fucking like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. That album that came out, fuck man, it's just yes, yeah, mind blowing. And then all the Brazilian guys, so like Victor Ruiz and Alex Steen. Like Alex Steen was playing at Noisley. Did you check his set out? I did. It was Friday. It was sick, night. man. Like, there was, was on before Nanaplex. So like, yeah, it was fucking sick. It was wicked. Yeah. yeah, I really have to say that I enjoyed the Nanoplex set a bit better, <laughs> much better. But yeah, Alex Stein is a genius, yeah. and so is Victor Ruiz, which it, was a noisily yeah. last edition. Yeah, he was really good last year. I mean, uh, the thing I like about that stuff is that it's, um, you know, they're, they're stripping it right back. The music is stripped right back, but every every single element that's in there is is fat. It's massive. True. And, and, and for me, it's been a big wake-up call, because when I heard that, that kind of Brazilian techno sound, which is kind of creeping through, the influences are definitely coming through into a lot of stuff that we're all doing. Um... It, it it really kind of woke me up to you don't have to put everything in there you don't have to throw the kitchen sink into the music you can you can just write music with less elements but make them all work harder less is more it is it is definitely more you know yeah completely yeah. Yeah. I, I have and a, I really, know a lot of really people, hard time doing yeah that, it's but it but that's actually harder than throwing everything in yeah 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 it's a it's a, a subtractive composition mm. that really gets me you know yeah once yeah. you've thrown thrown in all the ideas and then you have to strip it back, yeah, that's where it gets really yeah um, cerebral. But that's interesting, isn't it? It's kind of like it's the reverse of like what we're supposed to be doing. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I remember yeah. when I started, I was like, yeah, I'll just chuck loads of melodies and pads in, like whatever, and make it sound fat. But like that's easy. It makes you wonder how they make their music. You know, do they really yeah. throw in everything that they feel? Maybe like it's then good? they strip it back. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I think they've just got some fat synths in there, and like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, big up those guys. Fucking awesome. Completely. Yeah. Um, so another question. Um, okay. What's your dream for the next five years? I mean, this is like an interview question. This is when you go to like a work interview and they go, oh, so where do you see yourself in five years' time? And you go, uh, no fucking idea, but I'm going to ask you this. I'm not interviewing you here. Well, I'm interviewing you here, but not for a job. But I don't know, maybe I'll offer you a job after this or something. I just started sweating. Did you? No. Yeah, you're getting a bit nervous now. Where do you uh, see yourself in five years' time? In five years' time, I see myself, I'd love to see myself doing what I'm doing now. Uh, just just keep doing what I'm doing now. I'm living yeah. the I'm living the dream, and 
Oh, man, I, I, we all have a... It's the dream, though, isn't it? I mean, the dream is to earn a living from it what you a, love. It is uh, a dream. And, and um, it's not easy to earn a living from what you love doing. And, you know, like that. Yeah. Like that. And, I mean, we, we can always get a bit whiny and ask for more or yeah. whatever. But it, in this interview, it's not the case. I'm just going to say that in five years from now, I really picture myself doing exactly the same thing that I'm doing Hopefully now. Hopefully five years from now we'll be having another interview in five years' time. And there'll be more tunes out and there'll be more happy days. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this this better become a yearly thing, not in five years. No, well, we'll Twice a decade? Yeah, we're going to do some on location where we're gigging next together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah for sure. Absolutely. Right, um, right let's, um, let's take a little sideways step and go into some stupid questions. So, Matt Miles. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Matt is the designer for Lowering the Tone. Hey, um, Matt. Yeah, very good. Awesome designer. Also runs Death Proof uh, Recordings, very good label from the UK. All right. Um, but he did ask, and I couldn't ask you this until you'd met Mark earlier, until you'd seen Mark and me, you know. Um, but he has asked, who would win in a mud wrestling competition? Me or Mark? What do you reckon? Ooh. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to have any say in this. I'd like your opinion. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, just because of the... Height to oh, would weight. you like to see a mud wrestling competition Ratio? between me and Mark? Yeah, man. Yeah. But, but <laughs> I'd have to throw in some olive oil and uh, lube. Just, just, lube. <laughs> <laughs> just, just make it a bit more shampoo. Maybe we can wash our hands. Yeah, yeah, shampoo. Just so, so, just so that I can hug you when you're done. Whoever the winner. I don't think you want to hug either. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally wouldn't want to have a mud wrestling competition with Mark. No, he seems like a rough guy. I yeah, mean, I don't think I'd win. But going back to another question, he's been playing in Juarez for six. <laughs> yeah, times. right. I'm pretty sure he can handle his business. You know. Yeah, right. So I, I, I pity the fool. You pity who, the fool. <laughs> <laughs> who dare to to go there? You know. So yeah. Don't just don't. Bitch. Just don't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Not unless there's a little lube involved. Um, <laughs> I'd be the provider for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next. Um, Gio. Uh, Graham, who I don't know if you met Gio yet. I have, I have. Yeah, you have met Gio, yeah. Uh, another legend, uh, Graham uh, Gio, who uh, is involved with Tribal Frog. I'm really looking forward to playing at Boomtown with later on this year. Another Mr. O'Reilly. Little plug, yeah, Mr. O'Reilly. Um, I mean, this is, this is going back to your Mexican roots, really. He says, have you got any tips for making the best guacamole? And, and I'll probably pronounce that wrong. How do you say guacamole? You pronounced it right, guacamole. But, guacamole. Uh, right. You, you can say guacamole. Guacamole. Yeah. And but that I, sounds like whacking a mole. If I didn't know Gio up front, and uh, <laughs> if I didn't know that he was uh, such an outstanding guy, I'd be answering, well, that's a bit of a racist question. Because I don't cook at but you are, all. You are from Mexico, which is, no. I guess, is the home of guacamole. It must be. I'm I mean, just I kidding. Know, and I'm actually busting uh, Graham's yeah, Is there any right other now. country that guacamole comes from? No. No. This is purely Mexican, and I take yeah. pride in my guacamole. Do you make guacamole? Actually. I don't. All oh. <laughs> 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 right. Because I have. I've made it once. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you how it usually goes down with the guacamole yeah. thing. It, uh, we can actually edit the racist part. Out. No, we're not going to. It's fine. Beautiful. We're going on. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I don't think it's being racist. Neither do I. I'm, no. ju I'm just being silly. Uh, guacamole is crushed avocados. It's avocados, isn't it? It's yeah. Just With a bit of garlic, maybe? You put onion. Yeah. You put a bit of garlic. Yeah. You put a bit of tomato. You put yeah. a bit of olive juice. You yeah. put a bit of lime juice. Lemon. Because I was going to say lemon, but not uh, lemon. But lime. Yeah. Yeah. Lime or lemon. I don't know yeah. which, which which is which here. Yeah. But, uh, the green kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lime. Yeah. Lime. Yeah. And uh, 
And that's basically it. If you want to make it a bit uh, interesting, you might want to chop a bit of uh, chile, which is chile is uh, which is chili. 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 Yeah, hot hot spice. Uh, I'm going to ask you about chili in a minute. Ve- vegetable yeah. like yeah. habanero. Habaneros, or, right? Or chipotle. Habaneros are pretty savage, though, man. Like, chile verde. Yeah. Chile verde is actually the one that goes in guacamole because yeah. it's green, and you want yeah. your guacamole to be green. But you you don't cook it first. You put it in like raw, right? No, you put it in raw. Yeah, of course. So that that must be pretty pokey, like. It is pokey, and yeah. if you don't want it to be as pokey, you just have to take the seeds of the mm. chile. Yeah. Out of the chile. Yeah. And then it'll just have the taste, the flavor of it, without okay. being so spicy. And if yeah. you want it spicy, just leave the seeds. Yeah. You're, you're you're a fan of spicy food, right? I am. I am. I'm not the biggest fan in the sense that I know a lot of Mexicans that really go, go spicy. Go for it. Go in on it. Yeah. And I can't. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, there's a Aztec civilization. Yeah. Which is, by the way, on a worldwide scale, one of the biggest ones ever yeah of course i mean they got yeah. cr- crushed by the spanish people in their yeah, time, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they were very much thriving in, yeah. their, in their own time yeah and one of their main uh drugs i can say mm. it was the chili yeah they would spice themselves up yeah. to the point or the degree of hallucination dude i've got seriously high of chili i did um this yeah. thing called the hot wing challenge in in it's in uh, hoxton uh i can't remember the name of the place it's a, there's a there's a there's a, a restaurant in Hoxton. You can go there and you can like um, eat six chili wings. And if you can do it in ten minutes, though, then you've achieved the challenge. And they give them to you free, and you get a t-shirt. And they they're covered in uh, Naga Viper chili peppers, right? Okay. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it, man. And I uh, got like I was there with my mate, and um, and we got pretty drunk beforehand. We were like, yeah, psyching ourselves up for it. Like, I mean, this is serious shit. You know, like man versus food. The guy from that went and did it. Like it's, it's that it's that hardcore. And um <clears throat> I went and did it and my, my mate I was with, he he ate like two and then he went, nah. And I ate all six, I don't know how the fuck I did it. But after that, for about two hours, I was hallucinating. I was tripping my balls off. I was tripping balls off chili. And like that was serious shit. I mean, since then I have not eaten so much chili because uh it wasn't very pleasant. Let's just say it wasn't very pleasant that night and the morning after. But uh, yeah, you can trip off chili. You can, definitely. Yeah. And the thing that nobody tells you is after the trip, the appointment with the toilet can get a bit gruesome. You can get high off that, though. And you'll get high off that, yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if you have something to read. If you enjoy getting high off sitting off the bog, then that's a good way to do it. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, <laughs> quite recommended for everyone. Yeah. If, so if, there you go, Graham. Like, I, forget the guacamole. Get some chilies down your neck and get high. I reckon that's probably the advice. That that would be my advice, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> to forget about the guacamole. Just do straight chili. Yeah. Okay. Um... <clears throat> I'm just trying to. Uh, I think we've. I think we've pretty much covered all the questions. I did have one because we were at a little party today. It's um. It's my girlfriend Agnes's birthday, and so we're we're over in uh, we're over in Greenwich. Um, happy birthday, Agnes! Yeah, happy birthday, Agnes! Love you. Um, we're at, <laughs> <laughs> we're at a party, and so someone asked here, "What? How much would you have to drink, and what would you have to drink to get you to the moon?" Okay. Well, I'd have to start by saying that I am. Do you think alcohol can get you to the moon? Huh? Alcohol. Do you think it can get you to the moon? I think it, it could. It, yeah. I think it's a decent enough fuel to get you anywhere. Yeah. And I am a self-proclaimed gin whore. 
Yeah, I mean, aren't we all? I mean, you know. Uh, I think I think there's one thing that binds us all together. And it's the gin. psychedelic techno crew. It's, it's the gin. It's actually not the music. It's, it's not the, the music. It's gin. the gin. Yeah. And uh, and prosecco as well, which by the way they had this little standing noise. Which was, prosecco. Yeah, you did not see that. I did see it, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't go there because I had gin. So that's why we didn't see each other because no. I was right by the prosecco. I had gin inside her. I was I was oh, fine with that. Weekend long. Yeah. But gin, gin does it for me, and yeah. uh, maybe... Gin is the loop that keeps techno rolling, really. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's the oil in the engine. And one gin before I have to visit the toilet yeah. is the gin that will take me to the moon. What, a number one or a number two a in the toilet? A number puke. A number puke? Yeah. Wait, so you're saying going to the moon is like having a puke? No, the one right before the puke. Yeah. Ah, oh. oh, right, so you get to that level, and that'll take you to the moon. Yeah, yeah if, right, if, okay. if I'm able to say... yeah. That was so you, the last you fill one? your rocket boosters up with yeah, gin, exactly, and you'll just fly, exactly. Yeah. And, and then I'll get to the moon, and if I drink another one, I'll fly back to Earth <laughs> and then puke everywhere. Straight to the job. <laughs> 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 if I'm able not to drink that last one, yeah. I'll just stay in the moon, yeah, until I get hungover, and I'll just have to come back. Well, home. you know the best cure for hangover. Another gin? Another gin in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, gin for breakfast or whatever. Like, True. Yeah. So then I'll have to reevaluate my answer. But for now, uh, that's it. Gin. 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 Yeah, for me, gin or, or and or Jaeger bombs probably. But yeah, or well, a nice glass of wine. Yeah, and the Red Bull with the Jaeger bombs does wonders. Yeah, it always does wonders. Especially if, if you're... Is that, a, is that a thing in Mexico? Do they do Jaeger bombs or Red Bull? Actually, they... I found about uh, Red Bull mixed into drinks in yeah. Brazil mm. when I went to play to Universo Paralelo yeah. back in 2009. Yeah. It was my first gig and I was so green for it. I yeah, right. actually screwed up my gig a bit. Oh. Uh, nothing really happened after that one oh, shit. Un until years later when yeah, I yeah. came to the UK. But Universo is a it's massive rave, isn't it? Amazing yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah. Um, in any case, that's where I found out that people, they call it their Vodka Energético which means vodka with energy drink. And that's how they roll. Yeah. And they'll do it until they get the sw it, swollen hearts. It gets you pretty high. <laughs> you, can get, you can get pretty high off, uh, off Jaeger bombs. Um, it's funny, like I, um, we've, been, we've been drinking Jaeger bombs since I was a student, so this was like 15, whatever years ago. I went over to Russia a while ago and they'd never heard of it. They had Jaeger and they had the Red Bull. And after a gig there, I was I said to the promoter, have you ever tried putting these together? And he was like, no. No. Yeah, and I got the whole place just absolutely smashed the Jaeger bombs and like, yeah, it was... That just tells you... I like, uh, I think I, I'd like to think I potentially introduced Jaeger bombs to Russia or that little bit of it. How hardcore Ben is. No, I'm not. He'll, he'll go to Russia, <laughs> to the land of the perestroika, and he'll actually school the bartenders on how to get wasted on Jaeger bombs uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's my they got me pretty wasted beforehand right so yeah there you go <laughs> there you go so well I mean yeah I think we've gone through questions I mean I guess we can round up like saying you know what's coming up man like what are you looking forward to releases so let's go through music so what music have you got coming up alright so this is this is a great question and mm. it has a great answer actually because you've been busy right i have been yeah. really really busy and uh it's all been about remixes for me yeah and uh i can quote yuli a mm. perfect stranger on this i met him throughout my travels this year but one time in panama mm. he had just given birth well his wife imbal yeah 
to the baby and in any case he ha- hadn't been partying in yeah. forever so he yeah. gets to the party and he asks for a shot hmm? and uh, he gets a bit wasted and we start just yapping away and yeah. I ask him you know how how because this is my first year properly touring and I ask him how do you manage to be abroad all the time yeah and still make music yeah so he it's sh- tough shakes my yeah. hand and he says welcome to the club yeah and welcome to the remix club yeah right <laughs> and now <laughs> the way you're gonna be <laughs> doing is remixes for other people yeah. so uh that's what's going on with me right now cool, I'm man. remixing Wicked. i there's a huge release coming out on iboga cool that is perfect strangers 10 year anniversary for the freak cloud album sweet and uh, that's a, that's an amazing album i mean that that's that is one of the real big inspirations for me and chris like we're yeah, stuff. i, I like, think it's know, a milestone it's one of the right? best so albums yeah you, yeah milestone sure? yeah absolutely it's an amazing album yeah so it's it's a 10 year anniversary and yeah. they're making a re-edition of the album yeah and the, it's a double cd with all the original remastered tracks i'm assuming yeah. and the other cd is remixes cool and i got the title track i actually got to do the free cloud wicked uh, track yeah nice and uh yuli is very happy yeah i'm very happy that he's happy yeah and uh and well he's he's my main man now uh work-wise so i did his track for for that album and i'm doing another one for him which yeah. is uh, uh for his other techno project which yeah. is yuli Ferstadt and sphira been there done that my favorite track oh those guys are great yeah, yeah. amazing yeah. and they gave me the track to remix so yep. that's done as well yeah and i am doing uh zen lemonade oh uh, nice wicked yeah wicked. with yeah, super yeah, cool. cosy and yeah. gus till yeah and they're putting that cd out on christopher lawrence's label yeah very the, yeah i mean he's massive over in the states he's, he's massive ma- everywhere massive, but like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so it's a huge break for me Dude. as well and I have th- that, and then I have a James Monroe remix for 4D. Cool. With Grant. See, for, I mean, James Monroe was doing the progressive techno stuff way before any of us were. Like, exactly. on 4D. No, like, he, I mean, he, he invented the whole genre, like, back in, you know, exactly. like, years ago. Like, exactly. So, yeah, that's, um, that's amazing. Prop, props to him. Yeah, and props to James. Also, a massive thank you for, for the break. Mm. So, okay, so those are the really, really big ones. And then yeah. I have a Gabby to be, which is the other. Uh, Gabby to be is also massively sick. So, he's yeah. Massively <laughs> yeah. sick, and he's the other label, f- yeah, uh, label manager for digital structures. So, yeah. I have him. Yeah. And then I have Ben Rama for Technosis, and I have a Luis M. Luis Moreira, this Portugal, also releasing stuff yeah. on digital structures. Great. A remix for him, a remix for Diamandi. Uh, Shit, dude, stuff. you've been you've been busy, man. <laughs> yeah, I have an original track that's coming out on uh, Trip Switches. Yeah, uh, new compilation. Let's give a big shout out to Nick because Nick's new album on Iboga is well good. Yes, you heard it, Vagabond. Yeah, man. I mean, that is amazing. seriously good. Which, yeah. by the way, I was yesterday with him and he gave me the vinyl uh, present. Yeah. I haven't had a vinyl play in my turntable in no. ages, and now I'm eager to get home yeah. actually and wicked play his music wicked so him and uh and and i i think that's it i'm actually no i think i might be forgetting something well uh, i think that's enough man you're, you're making me feel a bit like kind of oh no i haven't got enough music coming out uh, <laughs> well, do, you yeah. to, do you want to remix one of my tunes i do okay and I, let's and work I, it out actually <laughs> I, I i just got done remixing one of your tunes which is a massive hit in my sets yeah 
just uh, the, the Hopi's master is amazing. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And your leads are amazing and yeah. the files and everything. It yeah. just uh, turned out to be a really nice track. Yeah, wicked, man. So that's basically it, music-wise. Cool. cool, awesome. And how about gigs? I mean, you've got a, you've got a really big one coming up, haven't you? Like, gigs, yeah, yeah. I'm playing... Begins when, with a B. When, Wednesday, well, yeah, that one <laughs> is uh, the bigger well, one. There's two there where you're going to a place that begins with a B. And then you, yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm doing Boom, of course. Yeah? And it's, that uh, will be sick, dude. I mean, we, we played there a couple of years ago and the Alchemy Circle is... It's grown. I think you were there in 2008 and it's grown a lot and it's, it's something else now. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I was there back when it wasn't called Alchemy Circle. Yeah. It was called Groovy Beach. Yeah. And that really small stage was the one I was saying before. That well, it, it'll blow your mind. Made me yeah. start making music again. Yeah. So just going yeah. back to Boom is uh, an experience all in itself. And I have a privileged uh, slot. I'm closing Alchemy Circle on the 16th. Mm. The actual festival finishes on the 18th. That's going to be sick, dude. So it's uh, yeah. six days into the festival. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the freaks will be free. But they push it on for the afternoon, so you'll get you'll get an extended set all afternoon, exactly. like, looking out over exactly. the looking out over the over the water. Like man, that'd be amazing. Over the lake. I don't know how much yeah. music I have to ex- extend my two hour set. I take at least uh, six hours with you. Li- live act. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. But uh, yeah, I'm just very thrilled for that. Yeah. And then next week I'm playing. Uh, Grouch, which had been mentioned before, he's one of my favorites. Grouch is amazing, yeah. And he's having a release party in a boat, on a boat in Berlin. And uh, I'm playing that as Grouch and Friends, so that's bound to be massive. That's probably well. going to be quite messy, I would have thought. It will be messy. Yeah. Messy. My, my, my times in Berlin have generally been a week. I messy, haven't been, but, but I just hear. Mate, you're going to love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be sick. <laughs> yeah. So those are my gigs now, cool, man. and then I'll, I'll go back to Mexico, and and I have uh, some other big festivals, uh, prom- the Promised Land, which is uh, an up and coming beautiful festival, and Ometeoto, which I mentioned. Are you playing before. in Australia next year? I'm playing Yamaya Festival yeah. in Australia in April. Cool. And, uh, Big shout out to my, I think, yeah, we should give a massive shout out to Normie over there. Yeah. Normie Diamond, who's uh, a <laughs> I want to get, yeah, I want to give a shout out to Herc and all the Australia crew, but Normie, yeah, Normie give a shout out, particularly yeah. Thad as well, yeah, and uh, Thad, yeah, wicked. But uh, what's the name of the booking agency again? Uh, Edge, Edge Booking, yeah, yeah, and uh, well, yeah, they're basically sorting out a, a tour for me in April Brilliant. in Australia, so I can't wait to go back. It's, I think, uh, they've got place. a really good thing going on down in Melbourne, you know, it's. They're really on it musically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of the best kind of prog scenes in the world. Everyone there's really clued up. They know what they're doing. You go to the parties, they know the music, you know. It's not like you're playing to a crowd that are just there because they're there. They're a crowd because they're there because they want to hear the tunes. Exactly. And And I really appreciate a place where the cool thing is to be cool. Yeah. That's Australia for yeah, me, yeah, at least, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, most most of other places where I've been to, yeah. excluding the UK, of course. I know, but it's the same in England, man. Uh, yeah. uh, it depends where you go, but you go out in London, there's people that parties that they're just there because yeah. they're told to go there and they don't know what exactly. the fuck they're listening it, it, to. It, it's, it's a one place that I yeah. didn't get the true gist of yeah. uh, tr- the trans politics, you know. They're, yeah. they're more about just loving and... Uh, yeah. Just taking They're care great of you bunch. And it's yeah. amazing. So I can't wait to go back there. And I have a friend, Mexican friend that lives there, uh, Austero. He makes music with mm-hmm. Opio. And mm-hmm. and he has a saying from, from his father that says, okay, there's a first world. Keep in mind, it's us Mexicans speaking about the first world. And he says, there's a first world and then there's Australia. And uh, and that's the, how I feel ab- about that place. You know, it's just uh, be- it's, yeah. beyond. It's lovely, yeah. It's yeah. lovely. So uh, th- that should be a trip. Wicked, dude. Yeah. And yeah, and hopefully next year, yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll be back over to England, and we can 
Welcome to more tunes and stuff. And I'm going to send you something to remix. I feel really left out here. Don't ever. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> you, 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 you've got dibs with me always, yeah. and I'm pretty sure I got dibs with you as well. Yeah, so of course, yeah. As soon as I finish the remixes yeah. and I can do something original, we can do a remix myself. of a remix of a remix. We should do the remix, remix of a remix of a remix. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Of your tune that I remix. Yeah, I'll remix it. And, and you can remix the remix. And then yeah. we'll just turn the tortilla yeah, around. Yeah, just the tortilla around, put some guacamole on it with some chilies <laughs> and it'll be awesome. Exactly. Yeah. We'll trip out on chili. Cool. Well, we're going to wind it up here. Jossie, thank you so much. Um, I've got a few things I need to say, obviously, which are big up Mark for letting us start this off and letting me do this. Mark, you're a fucking legend. Um, Mark, me, Katie, obviously. Um, if you want to find out more about Lowering the Tone, you need to go to loweringthetone.london. Um, you can check us out on SoundCloud um, check out Lowering the Tone on Facebook um, I can't remember the address off the top of my head but if you just type it into Facebook search it'll come up um, and yeah we've got a discussion forum on there you can talk about what's going on and you can have a chat about the podcast and stuff if there's any more questions you want to know like drop us a drop us a line there and we'd be happy to ask and answer them um, and yeah we'll see you next time we've got plenty of um, podcasts coming up there's releases coming up there's back catalogue of Lot 49 coming up and um, there's some gigs coming up. So um, stay tuned, guys. Wicked. <laughs>